welcome to another episode of Audia Biala. I'm Ifunaya, a student just like you, and today our guest instructor is Victor. Victor, no, olo tidi. Odema gima kwano. Ademoma o. Gima ka yon ihani lene menantoke. Ona gakwa. Yes, why on why on here not? Oh, gaga. It's okay. So, in one of our previous episodes, we spoke about two forms of to be in Igbo. One which is used to indicate a kind of categorization, like something is this versus not being that, um, as far as like what it embodies. And another one that's more so about qualifying the category could be a car but the car can be qualified as green or blue those are qualities of that object so if can you give me more examples of this sure so the two to be verbs that we learned are ibu and ed and an example could be abumwai using the ibu verb because woman is a category or classification for who i am or what i am and an example using ED. So actually, I have a funny story about this. I was talking to one of my friends and I was trying to tell them that like some test was really rough, like really, really rough. <laughs> and so I was like, all rough. And my friend quickly corrected me and said that all do rough. And it made me think about our episode on Ibu and ED because the test itself is not rough, but it was just like if I wanted to qualify how... <laughs> challenging it was for me I would use um that is what I'm referring to for in terms of that roughness so an example of using properly using ed would be all day rough and our anglibo <laughs> exactly exactly that's exactly it today's episode we'll be learning about a another type of to be verb Igbo. and I would say for the most part this one is less confusing because we don't have to worry about a category versus a quality but if as far as this one goes it's a much more specific and and it's it's to be more so about being in a place um more so about a person's location okay so for example in english as we've discussed before you see verbs like i am here i'm a man i'm smart um but in Igbo, all of those ams they have there are different verbs and one of the particular one of those particular ams that i am here would not be you would not use boo you would not use de but you instead use a different verb which is no and that's the verb that we'll be focusing on so that no means to be at a place oh makes sense so for what you said i am here in Igbo, we would we would just say anomga or anomeba depending on dialects correct yep correct and as we've explained with the other verbs, although in Igbo you have to have a context to decipher what you're saying, you don't have to worry about conjugating so much. In other words, to be in English can take the form of am, is, are. With Igbo, that verb that you see is the verb that you will always see. If we're talking about to be in a place, no matter whether or not it's he is, she is, they are, I am, It'll always be no or in no. Mm -hmm. 
So very quickly, going through our pronouns. I know I gave the examples in English, but I want to see and I want to hear just like a, a compounding from our previous episodes, you taking that knowledge, using those pronouns and using them within not to create, like just do some repetitive recounting. Sure. So using the enaw verb, which is to be at a particular place, if I wanted to like go through our pronouns with it, I would just say anom or mno, enaw, anaw for he, she, or it, correct? Mm hmm. Exactly. You remembered. Anaw <laughs> for we. Unno for you plural and hano. Awesome. That's it. So just like that, you learn how to use inno. Simple. <laughs> it's actually probably gonna be one of the simplest things that you may even learn when you're learning Igbo, aside from learning how to say ahambo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh because it's that simple, I think it's it's time that we go into some vocabulary using places, names, etc. Using inno in order to create those sentences. Okay. Some because repetition and practice makes perfect. Agreed. So I'll give you some sentences and you and the audience will process how to say them. You ready? Sure. I am home. Anom nola. Excellent. She is at work. Good job. We are at work. Excellent. You, you're doing this a little too easy. <laughs> <laughs> you are at church. Which you? Um, we'll just say you singular. Okay, so I don't pronounce this right sometimes, so let me know if I don't say this right. But Okay, oka is it. You caught yourself. Good. Yeah. That's actually that's actually it. Okay. Inonoka. Yes. Inonoka. They are here. Hanonga, or someone told me that that's that's my dialect. That it's more proper to say Hanoeba. I would say it's just as common to hear Hanonga as it is to hear Hanoeba. <laughs> okay. I mean, I might make that argument, but for the most part, as far as general Igbo goes, I begin, I guess it's more of the standard to use Eba than it is to use Nga. Okay. But both of them are still correct. Awesome. How would you ask someone, where are you? Nice. You could also have said, Oh, yeah. Mostly, what I, I was actually kind of curious to see what your answer would be, mostly because it's a simple sentence that you can make on a day-to-day, but it's also a sentence that people make as a part of a ritual greeting. Ebe, ebe is how we say a lot of things and then 
when we use that ebe and that no, we can actually create easy and very simple sentences. Ebe ke no. So, good job with that. So, you said it's ino ebe. Ino ebe, yes. Got it. And now, let's see. So, if, for example, you are on your way going somewhere, and you're driving, and someone calls you and says, ebe ke no. So instead, so instead of you asking where they are, they're asking you, mm -hmm. and you want to say something like, I'm on the road, and then I'm coming. How would you say that? I would say, Perfect. So just to recap the vocabulary of place words that we just used, or nouns that indicate places, in the sentences earlier, we used examples like, I am home, she's at school, you're at church. And some of that vocabulary may not be familiar to everyone, so we're just going to review it now. Sounds good. As far as that, what we have for the first example is, I am home. And anomnolo is what it was. And the word for that home, the word for home, or the, the actual place that we're talking about is ola. Ola. Nice. And for school, that would be Ola Kukwa. Ola Kukwa. Mm -hmm. And work would be Auto. Auto. Yeah. So to actually be at work is in Nonoro. Anonoro. Church would be Oka. Okay. Yes. <laughs> nice. And here, well, here is not actually a noun for a place, more so expressing somebody's present location being word near the proximity of whatever it's supposed to be, and that would just simply be ebe. Ebe. But in most instances, when you're making a sentence with that, you in Igbo, we tend to add a to the end of that to indicate this location. And that's how we create the idea of here. Ebe by itself just really just means a location. And eba is how we create this location, which translates to English as here. So, eba, is that correct? Yes. Okay. And... Ozo can mean a number of things, but for the sake of the example that we gave earlier, it's actually specifically to be toward being on the road and being on the way to going from one place to the next. Um, so anom nozo is would be quite literally saying, "I'm on the road" or "I'm on the way." So the voc the vocabulary word is ozo. Yes, ozo is the vocabulary word. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Awesome. All right, so some other vocabulary that are used to describe where something is in relation to something else would be, for example, she is upstairs. Now, could you give me what you think would be the translation for that? Um, I'm familiar with it being kind of synonymous with the person being up. So, on or nelu. That's good. And you're very correct. We would use that elu to denote someone being 
a level or two or whatever level is necessary above something. And so, Ononelu is a good way of saying she's upstairs. How about he is downstairs? Ononala. Excellent. Ononala. So, with Ononala, we are actually, because the word ala itself actually means ground. But it's also an expression that we use to say below. So... Doesn't Allah also mean land or earth or like? Yeah, ground, land, earth, world. <laughs> okay. How about it is in front? On on Well, easy actually would be outside. It's the word that we use to to explain an environment or a compound. So on on would be to say. That's he, she, or it is outside, mm-hmm. as opposed to being in front, which would be ihu. Okay, ihu okay. is what we use to explain being in front because, coincidentally, anything that's in front of you is in front of your face, and ihu means face, so ono nihu. So ono nihu. Yes. Okay. So now, now that we know the word that we're going to use for front, Give me the example of saying, stay in front. Nanihu. There you go. Nice. So yes, nanihu is what we used to say, stay in front. And now we can actually use AZ. They are outside. Can you give me that one? Hanonezi. <laughs> there you go. Hanonihu. Kamjokwa gadru. Hanonezi. <laughs> very good, very good. So, what about this? It is at the side of you. Onanakuku is side, right? Yes. Okay. Onanakuku. Onanakuku. Actually, it would be the tone. Yes, nakuku would be the tone. Nakuku, okay. Onanakuku. Ononakukugi. Uh, I don't think I'm getting the tone. Akuku. Akuku. No, I just got to practice. Yep, just a little bit of practice. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> and now we are behind you. Ainonazugi. Excellent. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, to recap, We just went over some other vocabulary that we can use when we're talking about positions and places. We went over upstairs, which we used as elu. It technically means above, but we're using it for the place of upstairs for now. Elu. Elu. And for downstairs, we used ala. Which you said can mean below, correct? Yes, either ground, floor, or below. Okay, so it's ala. Yes, exactly. And in front, for in front, we use ihu. Ihu. Mm-hmm. And for outside, outside was the ezi. Ezi. Nice. Wait, I have a question. What's the mm-hmm. difference between... Pronunciation of that and pig and evil. 
Well, in general, the difference is mostly tone. Okay. Izzy is how we would use, is how we would pronounce it for outside. Mm-hmm. Izzy is how the tone will f- go for the word for pig. Okay. So you use Izzy versus Izzy. Okay. Continue. The distinction is kind of a uh, very, very difficult to make out. Truly. It'll have to mm-hmm. be in one of the tonal lessons. It'll probably be more present if you hear it in the sentence. For example, Ainonezi, Anamahuezi. Okay, yeah, I heard it more there. Good point. So, our next word would be the side, as in the sides of you. And that one was Akoko. Akoko. Excellent. And. For behind, Aino na zugi. Yes. So then the word itself is azo. Azo. Now, it's not to be confused with the word for fish, which is azo. So I know that when we're learning, it's, it's easy for us to forget tone because we're so used to trying to pronounce the actual word. Mm-hmm. And we may actually flip the tones. But we should remember behind is azo and fish is azo. Okay, so behind or back, correct? Yes. Is azo. Exactly. And then fish is. Azo. Azo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. So I actually have a question for you about this whole Enol stuff. I like called home to my grandmother the other day and I asked her if my niece was there. And I said to her, just because this is a phrase that I've just learned and like heard people saying, I was like, I do go on there. Is that the same Ina that I use to say like, is she there? Or is she in? Short answer is yes. Okay. It is the same Ina. The long answer is that with Igbo, that verb Inno actually has three different usages. Oh no. But they all are kind of related. <laughs> okay. They're kind of related in the idea. The idea behind it is something being somewhere. Okay. Location wise. So the first usage is what we're what we're very much used to hearing. Ono noche. Ono nasco. Ono noro. That's though that one is a very easy user to understand. So like, where is it with its with its location? For this episode, we're just going to focus on the understanding of inno as in to be at a place. And just as a side note, this speaks to the diversity or at least the fluidity of Igbo, where certain words, certain verbs, I mean or actually a lot of verbs, are so complex and so fluid that they can be used for colloquialisms and euphemisms. And one of the most common ones with inno is when people say onoya. And onoya could be used to either say, is he or she or it there? And sometimes it also uses a euphemism to say, to ask if someone is still alive. So that makes sense. Almost like if somebody was coming to you and they're like, oh, papagi onya, like, or papagi odindu. It's that same type of, are your father, is he alive? Mm-hmm. Yep, that same sort of euphemism, same sort of almost politeness in the way of asking something, mm-hmm. but using inno. Oh, interesting. 
Interesting. And so for our last exercise, we're actually going to bring it all back together. Um, in the episode before, we went over the two forms of to be, which are categorizing something and qualifying something. And now we've gone over to be as in identifying something with regards to its location. So we're going to go through an exercise that just puts that all back together so we can have a more holistic understanding of how to use these different two Bs in Igbo. Sounds good. So I'll give you a few sentences in English and you and the audience can figure out how to translate that and say it properly in Igbo, considering all the two Bs that we have so far learned. Okay, sounds good. So the first one I'll go with is, where are you? Nice. How about, I am tall? Nice. And, I am a wealthy individual. So I I believe the verb we'd use with this one is bo, so abum, but I don't know how to say wealthy individual. In fact, you're actually very correct that it would be bo because we're not qualifying anything as opposed to saying that it's a category of being something. Mm-hmm. And that category of being something is a wealthy individual. In Igbo, that word is actually ogaranya. So, Abmogaranya. Oh, like that Daban song. Yes, that, that, that Igwe song from Badaban. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can never get it. Maybe I'll, I'll work on that now. So, say it again. Ogaranya. Ogaranya. So, Abum Ogaranya. Abum Abum Ogaranya. Abum Ogaranya. There you go. Okay. And for the last example in this exercise, how about stay at one place? No fuebe. Exactly. No fuebe. Good job. Awesome. I do have a question. And where am I, Juju? So one thing that I know that I've heard always growing up, probably being yelled at, is like when our mom is like, no, I'll do, no, <laughs> or no, why you? <laughs> are those all still the same, no? And so does not also mean to sit? Because I know no, do means was sit, like to sit. Yes, they are all the same no, actually, because the root of that word in Igbo is actually to say, it's actually to talk about performing an action in a particular location. Mm-hmm. So whether it is to be at a point or to stay at a point, that no is what we would use. So with, from that no, we have things like no do, sit, no wanyo. Stay still, or just simply no, stay, mm-hmm. don't go anywhere. <laughs> um, but that is, they're all they're all connected. They're all related. It, at the root of it, they're all the same. No, 
it's just the way we apply the sentences and the way they translate to English kind of makes them seem different. Very cool. So one last thing before we go ahead and end this episode and something that we can probably take away will be something that you can really use to impress people, impress your mom, impress your dad, and impress your elders, mm-hmm. you know. And we, it's a good segue for this in that we're talking about. There's a proverb in Igbo where we say, Agua no nakreka. And the, when we use that proverb, it's actually to say that there's trouble brewing. There's something happening. And what it literally means is that a snake is at the location of the akreka. And the akreka is really just the thatched roof that we use to put over our houses in traditional Igbo architecture. So whenever the way that that proverb actually comes about, when the snake gets into that attached roof, there's really nothing more left to do than to burn the house down for the most part. <laughs> what? So <laughs> you're laughing, but I mean, there's really nothing much left to do because once the snake is there, you, it's kind of hard to find the snake. So you're kind of left with no option than to burn the attached roof. Mm. And so when we, that's how the problem came about. By the time things get to that point, by the time agua no nakreka, Things are already so troublesome that you have to take dire measures in order to make sure everything's good. Wow. Interesting. So, okay. So, yeah. it's Can you say it so I'll repeat you? Agua no nagrica. Agua no nagrica. Wait. Agua no nagrica. Agua no na. Well, you could say the general Igbo term would be agrica. With a K, yes. Okay. So, agua no na Yes, exactly. I can use it if there's trouble and I want to tell somebody that. Yeah, if you want to tell somebody that you need to start making moves now <laughs> because because things just got real. <laughs> True, okay. So, we can I can use that to denote trouble, like something is not right. More than just something that's not right. It's more like something might possibly have gone past the edge of no return. Mm. I see. All right. So to recap it all and to bring it all home, bring it all down to a close, we added our we added to our knowledge of to be in Igbo by adding on top of the Igbo and Ede. By and adding inno on top of that in order to get these three types of to be, which will help us make a, a large variety of sentences in Igbo. And with that, we also included, or we added vocabulary along with that. We added vocabularies for home, ola. We added the word for school, ola kukwa. The word for work, auto. Church, oka. Front, ihu. Downstairs, ala. Upstairs, elu. Road, uzo. Here, eba. Outside, ezi. And behind, azo. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time and all that you taught us today. It's no problem. Glad to be here. <laughs> So that concludes our episode on Eno and 
place vocabulary in Igbo. I definitely encourage you guys to, as you go to different places, try and think of how you would say where you are. So if you're going to school, think about how you would say that in your head. Or if you're going to the store or any other place and to keep repeating the vocabulary words because repetition is very, very important to really get things to stick. On top of that, I would encourage you guys to also think about how you would formulate sentences that in English use the to be verb, but in Igbo might use either Igbo, ed, or Ino. As our Igbo people say, Till next time, Kaldi. Mm-hmm.